Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show, you guys. Today is June. We're in the month of June, which you know. It's my birthday month. It's my son's birthday month. It is my vacation month. It is the end of school year month. And hopefully we're going to get some sun in June here in Los Angeles. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, Before I get going on to this entire episode, I want to tell you, I'm so frustrated with myself about the audio yesterday. So if you listened to Daily Dose yesterday on the 31st, my roadcaster, which is like my audio board and this mic, was not connected to the recording. And so all you hear is like this echoey. I mean, you hear me well, but it's echoey. It doesn't sound the same. And I was, I'm such a stickler for audio. It like really, I couldn't even listen to my episode yesterday. So I'm so sorry for those of you that had to sit through that hell. But we are here. We are here. Audio is so important to me. By the way, you know, I also help people start their podcasts. I have three clients right now who, whom I'm producing and helping their podcasts get off the ground. And the most important thing I tell them is audio. And then of course, if you're doing camera, you have good lighting. And hopefully here on YouTube, you guys see I have a good lighting. I have a good background. It's not like, you know, it's not professional. This is my bonus room. This is like where my Peloton is over there and my kids play over there, my backyard. But it looks profesh, professional-ish. And I just got my cowboy hat on TikTok. Welcome, TikTok. Welcome, YouTube. Thank you so much for subscribing. Before I get into today's show, which is going to be so good, you guys, we've got so much good stuff to talk about. If you want to start a podcast, yes, you can always reach out to me. You can shoot me a DM on my Instagram at this is Donna Bowling, or you can email me, Donna at DonnaBowling.com. I am very open and connected. And that reminds me, I want to tell you guys, I finally got a text number for you guys to text me if you want updates, A, on new shows or big pop culture stuff when I go live, et cetera. So I'm going to read off the number now, but I'll also put the link in my show notes below. It's 877-540-8052. Again, 877-540-8052. And we will talk. Okay, y'all, this show is brought to you by Ilya Wines. It is the wine of the summer. It is the wine du jour, Ilya Wines, bottled in Spain, but designed in New York by Layla Joy Williams, the CEO. She is stunning. She is beautiful. She is goals. And she has a rosé. This is the rosé wine, which is a perfect day drinking wine. We also have the Roble, which is the Roble Red. This is a great like chill evening, night dinner wine. And then this is, of course, the beer. We also have a Moscatel Macabeo. It's like, that's my favorite and that's why it's empty. This wine, number one is the bottle, so gorgeous or what? And also it's just like fresh and crisp and clean and perfect for me. Okay, so go to ilia.com to try it out for yourself. It ships directly to your house at 20% off with the code DAILY20. Thank you so much for sponsoring, Ilya. You know I love you. I'm just going to move it all around. Okay, you guys. 
Thank you for liking over on TikTok. We're already up to two and a half thousand likes on TikTok. And then, of course, if you are listening to the podcast, your reviews mean the world. Getting new reviews every single day. I'm going to read my most recent one today because I like to you know, that makes you feel like you're going to always uh, come back and and review if I like read them out loud, right? So I'll read two. One is Girl With One Heart. It says Donna has her pulse on what is happening. She's amazing. Has her pulse on pop culture. She keeps you on track and up to date on what you need to know. Her insights are great and the reason why I keep listening. <gasps> Thank you, Girl With One Heart. I have one heart for you. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. You guys, we have so much to get to. We're going to start today with the one thing that I've been meaning to talk to you about for a few days and I just haven't been able to. And that is the Davoon, the queen of Davoon, Bethany Frankel. So I've talked to you guys about Bethany over the the few months that I've been running this podcast, how I used to be a huge fan for years and years. I would watch Real Housewives solely because of Bethany for a while there during the whole go to sleep era and mention it all era. And I really, truly loved, loved, loved watching Bethany. And something happened and it's called TikTok. When she joined TikTok, at first, I was like, this is adorable. This is so fun. But I believe, just like a lot of people, the the fame and the attention really got to her head. And I think she is constantly just – when I think of Bethany, I think of like – I know that a lot of people are are big Bethany fans, so I'm sorry. And please don't hold this against me because we're allowed to have different opinions in the world and still be friends. But in my eyes, I see Bethany as someone that is just seeking uh, validation left and right, right? Which is why she is posting 475,000 times a day on TikTok. Now, I wouldn't know. I have to actually go to my my faux talk, which is basically my business account that I never use, to check her out if I want um, because I'm blocked. She blocked me months and months and months ago before I really even ever talked about her. But I was starting to kind of like turn on her months before that. And I never commented badly. I never trolled. That is not someone that I, not what I do. I am not a keyboard warrior. I don't understand people that do that. But I just was really turned off by a lot of her frenetic energy after a while. It started with the makeup. I thought that was great. But then it turned into another thing and another thing. And then it became seven things a day, right? And so Jackie Schimmel, I mentioned this last week, Jackie Schimmel, who runs Bitch Bible, the podcast. Podcast, and a lot of you guys didn't know who Jackie Schimmel was. So I am one to, you know, support other podcasters. And you guys have to go, what is this on me? You guys have to go and listen to um listen to Jackie Schimmel, uh Jackie Schimmel's podcast, The Bitch Bible, because she's so funny. But she had a whole podcast for um Bethany last week and it's called go to sleep. And she talks about like, we need to niche down. Like this is, this is getting insane. Like soon she's going to have a podcast. I mean, a TikTok all about the best rainbows for your wall. And it's just crazy. By the way, welcome. I see Lance has joined. My husband, Lance has joined the TikTok live. Everyone here knows, but he's under F. Oh, now he's back at camera Lance. Okay. He was on F22 studios. Shout out to his business F22 studios and camera Lance on TikTok. For those of you that want to follow Lance, he is at Camera Lance. Everyone loves Lance. So now you guys are my dosers and he's got his Lancers. But Lancers feels a little bit like either 
problematic, like, like, um, like we're going to hurt you. Or it's also the name of a diner that is across the street from his business. There's a business called Lancers. So everyone loves Lance. And this is making me question. Or I could be like Bethany and really lean in, right? Like lean into what they love. So two things I want to talk about Bethany today. I want to talk about the fact that Last last week, Bethany announces, and like I get my info secondhand. I get it from Celeb Fail. And Celeb Fail is currently watching my TikTok live right now. This is an account on TikTok. I do not know who runs it. It's an anonymous account. And I'm okay with that. You're like my Dumois. Celeb Fail is intent on, you know, exposing hypocrisies with a certain B. And the reason why is because it feels a little bit, it felt personal with Bethany, I think, when she started coming after random TikTok creators. When she started to go, go back and do that, the whole, uh, the whole um, cease and desist a few months ago, it started to feel personal. Like, why are you allowed to say anything you want about anyone, but we can't say anything we want? And no one was going really hard on her either. It was just opinions and thoughts and whatever. And it didn't feel fair for TikTok creators to come to get like, you know, the big, like the heavily funded law firms against them. You know, Meredith Lynch is one of them. She is awesome. And I love following her here on TikTok. And she says, she speaks the truth and she shares like some stuff that probably will get her in some hot water. But she does that as like really doing the Lord's work because it's so good. And there was another, um, another one that she went after and I can't even remember which one it was. So that was like when it started to feel a little personal. And I think that's when Celeb Fail kind of started to really jump out and started to create content around Bethany. So a big thing for Bethany is like talking about how she's the best at everything, right? I'm the best at this. I have this many jobs. I have that many job offers. Everyone wants to work with me. I created this. I created the margarita. I am the reason that there is, you know, tuna fish salads. I am the reason that, um, you know, makeup exists. Okay. It's a lot. It's a very like holier than thou kind of energy and I don't really enjoy watching it. Like that to me, I'm a big fan of humble pie and I would never come up here and say I am the best and I created the idea of podcasting while on TikTok. I'm the only one that can do it. It's because of me. Like I think there's a level that it would be really nice to say, this is not my idea. Like I didn't come up with this, but I love this and I'm going to copy the other people that are doing it. So that is a little bit of what I feel like is consistent, you know? Um, By the way, there's some comments on my TikTok live that are saying, no, I really love Bethany. And I want to share something with you. I have never, ever felt like one of my best friends, I'm not going to shout her out here, but one of my best friends who's on TikTok and she's a big account, loves Bethany too. I think that it's totally fine that you love Bethany. And it's totally fine that you don't love Bethany. But I will say that in this last couple of weeks, she has come out with this YouTube series. And I am on YouTube and, um, you know, my show is on YouTube and I've grown a lot on YouTube. And I actually really like YouTube. So go, Bethany, for understanding that YouTube is where you need to be if you are a content creator. She calls herself an accidental influencer. I 
I think she was probably an influencer way before TikTok and way before um, YouTube or whatever because she was a real housewife. I think if you are a, a real reality, if you're a reality star, but also like she was on Shark Tank, she has books, she had podcasts, like she's a name. That's an influencer. Like you may not consider yourself an influencer, but she's been an influencer way before TikTok because she was, you know, hawking things and talking about things all the time. So I you know, her new thing is really stepping deep into this idea of I am doing things to show you all the finds out there, right? Like all the cheap makeup finds. And now her her job is essentially to go to basically lower um, budget stores. Is that how you would pronounce, like how you would say this? Like budget um, budget-friendly stores, for example, she's going into like the dollar store or um, something called the Christmas tree store, discount stores, Hobby Lobby, um, World Market. There's a few others that she's been going to on, oh, some Japanese stores that she's been going to on um, on these YouTube shows. And here's the thing. I love going into those stores. So I get the excitement of finding the 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 fines in stores like that but there's something about it that feels just very like i get the comment a lot that i am high strung i get a lot of sometimes the comments that i am high energy and for whatever reason i think her energy and maybe it's the way it's editing is it's James on Vanderpump Rules energy. James on Vanderpump Rules, the reunion. Bethany and James on Vanderpump Rules allegedly have drank the same coffee this morning, if you know what I mean. It's a lot. And it feels like um, it feels like you have to kind of like prep for it, right? Now, it's entertaining. I'd rather that than boring. Like I am watching the YouTube show because I'm entertained by it, but it's also just like so interesting to see kind of this, this phase of Bethany. Now I want to tell you a little bit about what I heard this morning on Juicy Juicy Scoop. For all of you Heather McDonald fans, this is for you. I enjoy Heather McDonald. I do. And I know just like everyone else that is successful and everyone else that speaks a lot, um, like a Bethany, like a Heather McDonald, like a Jeff Lewis, um, hopefully like a me, (laughs) are going to be polarizing, right? Like I don't want to be polarizing, but I know that some people probably can't stand listening to me or watching me. Okay, fine, cool. But Heather McDonald is an unapologetic, um, like celeb obsessed podcaster, comedian, you know, et cetera, personality. And she is someone that will drive to the ends of the earth to be in the, you know, at the party where everyone's at and be in with like the celebrities. And last night she was over at, um, at Sheena's house for the Vanderpump reunion part two. She's very much immersed in celebrity and reality. And she and Bethany just don't have a friendship. They don't have a relationship. She doesn't like Bethany and Bethany doesn't like her. And so yesterday uh, or this morning in the episode, she talks about how someone had commented, I believe on a YouTube of Heather, of Bethany, don't know um, if it was on a YouTube or a TikTok saying, you are essentially doing uh, middle class, tell me if I'm saying this right, you guys, cosplay. Was it middle class cosplay or lower 
income cosplay or something along those lines. I know my TikTok community, but what something cosplay, middle-class cosplay, was it that? So Heather, so um, Heather McDonald had said that, and this person commented on Bethany's account that said, Heather McDonald said this about you. So Bethany, who a hundred, a hundred thousand percent knows who Heather McDonald is, said, who? Was it low rent cosplay? I don't think so. She said, who was that? Or who? Something along those lines. That reminds me a little bit of when Andy Cohen was found at LAX, found, but he was spotted at LAX by TMZ years ago when he first got the job as Kathy Griffin's fill-in with Anderson Cooper for the New Year's Eve gig after Andy, after Kathy um, Griffin got fired. Thanks, Lance, for all the roses. Getting all these gifts from my husband on TikTok. When Andy Cohen was um, took place of Kathy Griffin, paparazzi went up to him at LAX and said, oh, so I heard that you're replacing Kathy Griffin for CNN's um, you know, event or whatever for the New Year's Eve. And he goes, who? Who? Who are you talking about? It's shady. Okay. It is shady. That's like someone saying to me, oh, I heard that Lance said it at me saying who? That would mean I hate my husband, right? Like it is a shade attack. And so for Bethany to say that about Heather, when you know Bethany knows damn well who Heather McDonald is. She, she Heather McDonald's not like, you know, a Megan Fox, but she is, or a Kim Kardashian, but she is a name in this industry and Bethany knows who it is. So it came off rude. And then she said, oh, actually, I do know who you're talking about. She has been emailing me trying to work with me for years, something along those lines. Well, Heather McDonald is not going to take this one sitting down. And Heather, well, she was sitting down actually when she was talking about this, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's an analogy. So Heather McDonald on her Juicy Scoop podcast with Sarah Colonna today basically said, I am going to um, pull up my emails because I have an email account that my husband set up for me before we were even married and it's on Hotmail and I'm going to pull up my email account and I have one email exchange with Bethany back in 2009. And this is when Heather McDonald was a sidekick for Chelsea Handler on Chelsea Lately and they were going back and forth about should they do the show, Bethany and Jill, but then there was like a Bethany and Jill fell fell apart in that moment. And then at that time, Heather had basically said, um, you know, maybe there's something else we can do or figure out or whatever. And then Bethany responded to Heather and then Heather never responded back. This was 2009. Then Heather says, I ended up being a guest on the Bethany Frankel show, the talk show that she did, the short-lived show. So it felt, oh, this is interesting. Ray said um, that stemmed, the who, I don't know her. She said that stemmed from Mariah Carey saying, I don't know her about JLo. Oh my God. It's so good. You guys ask me if I know someone. I, I just want to like be able to say that back. But on Watch What Happens Live, wow, you guys know so much good stuff that I don't know. Listen, I, I like to bring you guys some news, but no one said that I don't have partial am- amnesia. Ask my husband. Um, So anyway, Heather McDonald was a talk show guest on Bethany's show. And so this entire thing feels so mean-spirited and 
That's the problem with someone like a Bethany because she'll come after me too if she hears that I'm talking about her, I'm sure. Because, well, not me at this point because I'm not super famous. But if I was, she likes to, I believe, who, Darlene? Who are you? Just kidding. I love Darlene. She came in right there for the kill. Um, I think that Bethany loves, loves to blab and cannot when I say cannot, she physically cannot, and she also blocked Heather McDonald. Heather said that today on the podcast. She cannot hear criticism of her, hers. And like, there's a part of me that's almost like, okay, she's protecting her peace. But you also have to know that you can't protect your peace if you're a public figure. You can't shut everything down, right? It feels a lot of um, hypocrisy. It feels a lot of hypocrisy. And good for her for enjoying this YouTube show. I I would like to see it to see what happens. I don't know how many more places she can go. Um, I don't know how many more restaurants she can go to. It feels like I don't know. She does have her stands though. People really really love her, and that's all we can say about that. Thank you for tapping over on TikTok. I uh, I I just we'll have to see where this goes. Anyway, okay, we are going to move on from the Bethany train wreck over to Vanderpump. Guys, Vanderpump. Oh my God, Sarah at Jeff Lewis Obsessed said Chili's is next up, but if she goes to Chili's, Jeff Lewis is going to be pissed because Jeff Lewis owns Chili's and you know that, right? Jeff Lewis is one of the biggest fans of Chili's. In fact, my husband and I always talk about, there's a Chili's here in Encino. It's the one that I think Jeff goes to because he talks about it. And I swear, I really, really want to uh, go to Chili's now because of how much Jeff Lewis talks about it. I feel like Jeff Lewis is Chili's spokesperson, right? Islands, Chili's. He talks about all, oh, and the other day he talked about on his show something called the buns, something Bun something in Santa Mo- in West Hollywood on Santa Monica. Now I feel like I need to go there. It's like at a car car wash. There's so many places. Okay, we're gonna move into Van Van. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Reunion part two. I watched it last night live, and then I watched it this morning on Peacock. You must watch the Peacock version if you are watching Vanderpump Rules reunions only because, not only because you can hear all the F words and there's not any beeping or cursing, which is kind of good, but also because there's extended stuff. There is stuff that you're going to see in that that you will not see in the reunion. Like, unless I'm forgetting when I'm watching the reunion and then when I watch the Peacock, I see things that I'm like, I don't remember hearing that last night. So a couple things that came out was, oh my gosh, you guys, I need to, oh, are you guys talking about green? Are you guys talking about the green light, green light? Oh my gosh. There's so many conspiracies about last night. I'm going to talk about a couple things that popped out at me as being shocking. And I'm sure you guys have talked about this already or thought about this with your buddies, or if you're listening to this and you're obsessed like me, but let's talk for two seconds about Rachel. 
I'm concerned. There is nothing there. There is nothing there in terms of vulnerability. There is nothing there in terms of remorse. There is nothing there in terms of anxiety or sadness. And there is also nothing there in terms of warmth to her boyfriend, Sandoval. There's nothing. And the most obvious part of like something is amiss is when Sheena, who up until two weeks before this moment was Raquel's best friend, bestie, right? And would spend time together all the time. And Sheena basically took care of her like a sister and really, really was so upset crying hysterically about the loss of a friendship, crying hysterically about the, the, you know, the feeling of being betrayed. And the fact that Raquel sat there in the trailer like this, it wasn't even like looking down. Like, I feel like if I hurt someone so bad and I didn't want to cry on camera or I just didn't have it in me to cry, at least I feel like I would just like look down like shame, just shame. There's no shame. Guys, it's, I've never seen anything like it, like this. She's watching, she's watching her favorite show of the week. She, she's, she's definitely not watching, um, you know, her real life crumbling down. She's watching Real Houses, New Jersey. It's like, she's watching Teresa. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. So the beginning of the episode, um, they take a break. Now, there's so many things that we can talk about, but I'm not going to get into the details, the little details, but they do take a break at some point. They go and have lunch. And this is something that like shocked me, okay? When, when Tom went to go visit Raquel, Rachel, in the trailer, it is so uncomfortable to watch. It is so... Um, if I was walking down a, a, an alley and it was dark and Tom was walking opposite me in the way that he looked, I would seriously like hold on to my, my stuff really tight and I would like, like look down and I would tr- be like, oh my God, let me get out of here alive. Like he's scary. Did he not look a little bit like creepy scary in that scene with him in top to bottom black, the trench coat, the sunglasses, the mustache, which by the way, one thing I noticed about Tom, he needs to go and, and get some um, castor oil or, or you know, one of those lash serums or something. Why is he – he's missing – the line of his mustache is missing right here. He's, he's got a bald spot on his mustache. He has to fill that in like, like I do with my eyebrows, right? Very confusing. So he goes and talks to Rachel and their connection is – now I understand there's cameras and it's awkward. It doesn't matter though. Their connection is legit, like, the most robotic, stiff, awkward, strange hug ever, right? Then they sit down, and he starts to talk about things. Hey, this is a Tom Sandoval mustache. Oh, my gosh, you guys have to be on TikTok to see those. Um, Then when they were talking about what was being portrayed, and he was saying they're making us out to be pathological liars, which is this is the part where you can rewatch this 30 times and you can't get enough of Rachel being like, and like, we're not. We're not. The only thing we've ever lied about was everything. Don't they get 
it's not like they just lied that like we are hooking up. They lied to every single, oh yeah, Lance, we have to ask that of Lance. Um, they lied to every single person in their world over and over and over times a hundred. They lied about where they were. They lied about where they're going. They lied about who they're with. They lied about where they're sleeping. They lied about everything. It, the affair is, is, is the, is the umbrella, but everything under that affair was a lie. So, so I want to, and I will get into this green light, green light, and TikTok is going crazy talking about this. So we need Lance to join us uh, to ask him a couple of questions about this. But essentially, okay. And I can tell you guys what I know from my production experience as well about green light. And I'll, I'll get into this in a second, but I want to try to stay a little bit on point here. So they have this really weird conversation and you can tell that he's trying to telepathically talk with, to her through his her his eyes because now we've heard through Ariana that he he is a media coach. He is coaching her, he's telling her what to say and we've heard, we hear, hear it later when she's dressed like pretty woman, you know, with the blazer and the thigh-high boots talking to Andy in her one-on-one. It's very coached. It's very like this is what I'm supposed to say and she straight up says to Andy, "I me and Tom, yes, we've been. That's pretty much all we've been talking about is this reunion and and how to get our story straight. <laughs> it's like insane. They were gonna tell Ariana earlier, but she was waiting to see, you know, what he was gonna say. And the goal here was to get the story straight so they can truncate the actual truth of the, of the affair, so that they can say it didn't actually start in August; it started later. Raquel got called out by Ariana. Rachel got called out early and didn't have Tom by her side and like shorted out. So she just told Ariana the truth of how long it was. Now, the one thing that I thought was crazy, and Lance didn't watch this with me, but Lance is a camera operator, okay? So Lance is like the guy, imagine, that is shooting those scenes off the cuff of Tom and Rachel right after they they hug and say goodbye. Tom goes outside of the trailer and then he comes right back in and he says to the producer who's standing right there who we actually get to see. I mean, there's no fourth wall anymore, right? And he says to the producer, can we just get a break? And the producer's like, yeah, if you want to go and eat alone, I won't shoot you. And he says, no, no, no. I want to like talk to Ra- Raquel alone. Can I get a break? Can we get like no cameras? And the producer's like, no. That's not what's going to happen. If you were talking to other people on the set, um, other cast members, yes, we need cameras on you. Can you imagine if producers are like, yeah, 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 go off and do your thing, guys? Hell no. I guarantee you the executive producer, the showrunner or whatever was like, you literally don't let them go out of your sight for a momentito. The only time they're alone is if you're James and you're going to the bathroom, right? But other than that, they really seriously, like they had a job. And their job was to not let one thing go unnoticed. They've already let too much go unnoticed through the season. So she, uh, you know, she just stands there like, and you can just see their dynamic. She just stands there like looking up to Tom, like my master is going to tell me where I should go and what I should do. And this is when we saw those paparazzi photos. And actually the header photo of my, my Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna, is a picture of these two like Bonnie and Clyde, you know, smoking cigarettes, drinking their Diet Cokes in this, in this parking lot. And so they, oh, sorry, thank you so much. Fourth wall, for those of you that are listening and don't understand, that is like a a production term. Breaking the fourth wall is like when you can see production, when you can tell that they're talking about a TV show. It's like when Teresa and Melissa on Real Housewives of New Jersey are talking about the show. 
You know, most times on reality shows, they keep that out of the spotlight. But in the finale of Vanderpump, we finally, for the first time, saw them talking about the fact that they are on a show and they are shooting Watch What Happens Live. Um, Welcome, dosers, over 160 on TikTok. You guys, thank you so much for being here. My arms. Yes, I work out every day. Okay, so, so the producer is like sticking to it and Tom is losing his shit. Can I get a fucking break? The hell? This is illegal. Okay. The truth is, it's not illegal. You signed up for a reality show and you're on break, but we're filming. The producers don't get a break. The camera crew doesn't get a break. They are on set. They're shooting you in the entire time. So if you want to have some secret, like, you know, they wanted, he wanted to be able to tell Raquel what was, what now they should, how can we spin this now? You know, people are so worried that Lindsay and Carl on Summer House are spinners. This is the king spinner. Tom should really get into PR. I mean, he would be a horrible PR guy, but he really, he loves to spin the truth. So he doesn't know how to talk to her. She has her phone. He does not have his phone. Remember, they removed all phones on set. So it was just a bad look. Those two looked just so down and so sad and just like, I, when I saw Raquel and Tom in that moment and they're all black, smoking the cigarettes, Diet Coke, angry, yelling producers, I was like, this is the lowest of the low. This is rock bottom for life. Like this is, this is the scene of rock bottom. Now let's go to rock bottom number two and that's Schwartzy and the Xanax. So we come back from lunch and this is the part where Sheena basically says goodbye and has to switch on over to a hundred yards away and Schwartz, and they say Raquel is about to come on set. I'm nervous. I'm sure Ariana feels sick. I'm sure Tom Sandoval is nervous. Everyone's a little bit uncomfortable with this. You know who's not nervous? Raquel. Rachel. Is this my time to go? Am I going to be on TV? Now, one thing that the Peacock version saw that I don't remember seeing this on the, the original. Maybe it was and I missed it. Raquel says to to. Andy, Andy says, so right now you and Tom, this is in the one-on-one, you and Tom, are you guys taking a little bit of a break? We're seeing that you guys are taking a break, but I imagine this is a very lonely time for you. I imagine you're going through a lot. And, you know, don't you guys kind of need each other to lean on? And Raquel basically is like quietly saying like, yeah, we, um, we have been talking. Like she's kind of backing up on this idea that she is actually taking a break. It's obviously totally not something that she is in control of, the narrative, like that I'm working on myself and taking a break. He says, do you think that you want, you will be back next season? And she says, I'm hoping so. That's like you guys saying, there's a fire there. Remember the movie Backdraft? Thanks for the hat. Remember the movie Backdraft? That's like saying, touching the fire. She touched the 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 metal door. She was like, ow, it's hot. I guess I'll go in. You guys. She wants to be back on next season. Now, of course, they shot this in the end of March, so who knows where she is now. But at that point, she wanted to go back on the show. This girl is freaking Looney Toonie. To the Looney Tune. She thought everything was going to be okay. She said, in my own bubble, I thought Ariana was just going to be okay with it. 
Yeah, I no, this is how, I mean, it's the reaction because Tom, I mean, Andy goes, what did you actually think was going to happen? Like for all these people, oh my God, I love backdraft, more backdraft references. All these people that are saying like, you got to go and, um, you know, what did you, th- where, where did you think this was going to end? Where did you think this affair was going to end? And she was like, I don't know. I just thought like in my own bubble, <laughs> I just thought Ariana was going to be okay with that. Oh, I miss this, you guys. Tom Sandoval talks about this in, in the first part with Ariana. He talks very clearly about how they had a solid relationship. They were intimate in January and February. They were going out together. They were happy. Everything was good. Meanwhile, freaking Rachel in the trailer when he goes and visits her, when, you know, Donnie Bracco or whatever depressing sad man goes and visits her and says, you know, how are you or whatever? And she's like, I have to say, like, I was really surprised because I didn't know that you guys were close at that time. This man has gaslit the shit out of Raquel too. He is like this, like puppet master, puppet master. He was working on his magic on Ariana. He was working his magic on Raquel and he's working his magic on Schwartz and LVP and probably every single person else in his life. This is a dangerous, I know that you guys think that this is not like category four dangerous. I believe this is dangerous because he's so goddamn smart and good at charming people. And Ariana's best friend, Brad, who is has been on a couple scenes, was on Nick Vile's podcast today. And I listened to a lot of it. I didn't listen to all of it. And he said, like, I'm the reason – Tom is the reason I'm friends with Ariana. Tom is the most charming person you'll meet. He's the best of the best friend. He will always be there for you. He'll always make you feel special. And that is when it gets dangerous, y'all. That's when it gets dangerous. When people pretend like everything's great. So he was playing the shit out of both of these girls. Now, I don't think that takes her off the hook because she's also friends with Ariana. And we saw on camera that Ariana's like, I think he's so hot. You know, she could have gone to Ariana and been like, are you guys actually okay or not? And she tried that in that last scene when she was talking to Ariana at Sir. And she should have taken that as a note of like, oh no, they're going to be okay. Maybe I shouldn't listen to Tommy Tom. Tom, the liar. Sandoval's a liar. Sandoval's a liar. Okay. Green light, green light, green light. What does this mean? Those of you that recognize this or saw this part, right before Raquel gets introduced back onto the set, Andy goes, okay, Raquel's coming onto the set. Everyone's looking down. No one knows what to do. Schwartz takes, oh, right before Schwartz pulls out his Xanax, you hear Tom Sandoval say, green light, green light. Now, he was speaking a little under his breath, but we could hear it. What do people think this means? Some people believe that there's a code, that he has a code with Schwartz, and he's telling Schwartz, okay, we're doing the green light plan. Essentially, that means, you know, this is the plan that, like, I sat you down and I said, like, there's a red light plan and a green light plan. And this is the the plan. Thank you so much, Ray, for welcoming new people. Yes, welcome new dosers. Um this is the plan that, you know, we're going to go through because things have changed and I'm, I'm, I'm working it out. Do I think that that was the case? No, I wish. I do think Tom is smart enough to actually be able to say like, okay, there's a green light plan. There's a black light plan. There's a red light plan. But I do not think Schwartz 
has the ability to stick through with those things. I don't think Schwartz was ready and could be ready for this. Maybe. Now, right right after he says green light, I, I will share with you, and Lance is who is over here on um, – you know, Lance, my husband, is a camera operator, but I used to be a casting director on scripted TV shows, right? On sets. Like, I worked on Reba. I worked on That's So Raven. I worked on 10 other shows that you guys know of. So the way that works on sound stages, anytime you have a sound stage interview, the way it works is when you are shooting, meaning cameras are rolling and it's like you hear the bell, okay? Lights go on. Red lights go on on the outside of every single door and exit and and entrance because you cannot open the door when there's a red light on. And usually there's a security guy or someone kind of manning each each of the exit doors from sound stages. Then when the cameras turn off and they want to allow people to be able to move about their business, it can turn green. I think that's what he meant. I would love to believe that he had this big plan. But then he did say, I love how I have a Ramona Singer on TikTok and there's no way that's the real Ramona Singer, but that would be the best thing ever. And it just says, Ramona Singer, how did I, how do I do this? If that was Ramona, (laughs) I would crack up. Ramona Singer, tell me if you are the Ramona Singer. I doubt you are. But anyway, so, okay. So at this point, Schwartz pulls out Xanax, okay? He pulls out a bottle, a pill bottle, and he's shaking because he's he's an anxious mess. Why is Schwartz so anxious? What is going on here? They, I mean, I feel the nerves, I'm sure, because he is a people pleaser and he doesn't want his Tom to like be upset and he's he knows he's going to be in the middle. And he knows now that Raquel's out there, he's going to hear the wrath of Katie and whatever. But he starts to um, – he starts to shake the Xanax and like, you know, as he's pulling it out and Tom goes, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he goes, taking a Xanax. And meanwhile, Ariana's is like, is that E? Now let me ask you a question here. Are we taking an E like recreationally, just like hanging out? Is this like a real thing? I can't believe of all questions she would ask that. And not like, is that a Vicodin? Or is that like, you know, something E? What a crazy question to ask. I'm like, does Schwartz take E, like Monday through Friday? Then they all start talking about Xanax. They're all start, why are you taking a Xanax now? What are you doing? Why are you taking that one now? You're doing this now? No, no. Number one, no judgment on people that take Xanax. When I go on a plane and it's very turbulent, I'll, I'll pop a little bit of a half or a bite of a Xanax. But you also could do that in a little bit more of a discreet way, Tom. Like just maybe just just the pill, not like the bottle and the shaking and the microphone. There's a little bit of a better approach there, in my opinion. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. So Tom Sandoval, and then and then the second that he starts talking about the Xanax, Schwartzy, I mean, Sandoval goes over to him and goes, "This is, don't let them, don't let them ask you too many questions. This is about your medication. Oh, I'm sorry, moral police. Why does he feel the need to control everything around him? It's so weird. Now, someone over here on TikTok, you guys gave me a little bit of a moment that I forgot and I wanted to talk to you about this. At one point when Sheena's about to leave and she's presenting her good as gold record, which by the way, is everyone's, um, is, is good as gold in everyone's head. I'm like, good as gold. Like, I freaking love that song. Now I feel like I want to do a reel to good as gold or I just want to dance to good as gold. So she presents 
the good as gold record to Andy and Sandoval has now left the room. She's, he's like, uh, I got to go. He's got to go smoke a cigarette. He's outside and you hear him and he says, I'm blowing it. This is like, this goes back to that one night that we know that he shot with Rachel for the first time. The night that he went over to her house and they said, kill the lights. And he called her Ariana and he said, they love you. She said, I love you. No one can forget that awkward night. It's like burned in our brains for the rest of our lives, right? After he shot that scene, apparently, he was desperate for production to let him reshoot. He hated the way it it was shot. This is a calculated person, okay? He is so calculated and he felt like, I'm going to go into this reunion and I'm going to play the crying card. And the second that he tried that and it immediately got thwarted by James, who was like, stop crying or everyone was basically like, stop with your sad story. He did not know how to get it back to that place. I think he had a plan that he was going to, maybe his red light plan or his green light plan, whatever, was going to come in and be like, I'm going to cry and feel bad and have them feel bad for me. But he couldn't control it. And then you see throughout the episode, this man is pissed. If you mess up this badly, this is the time to just say nothing and just put your head down and say, I'm sorry. But the way that he was going after Ariana, the way that he was attacking everyone else was not a good look, my Sandy. It was not a good look. So next week, we probably have the more one-on-ones. We have the rest of the conversation where she says it's the same as Lala and James. We have another episode of Raquel not showing any emotion. It's maddening. And we have Tom showing a whole lot of emotion and even Ariana crying, which actually is probably going to be hard to watch. And then we get this reveal, this apparent reveal, which all I think it is, is that the affair started earlier than everyone thought. That's really all I thought. That's all I think. Although why wouldn't, now that I'm thinking about this, why wouldn't Rachel say that when she felt like under the gun by Ariana when she got approached that night, the first night she got found out? Um, someone said, do you think his comment of I'm blowing it is referring to doing Coca-Cola or pasta? I do not believe that. No, no. I think it was just like, I'm blowing it. Like this is my moment and I'm effing it up royally. He knew, he knew. Okay. You guys, this is yeah, I'm dying to know. We'll be talking about the reveal for the next few days. Obviously, this is something that we'll never stop talking about. Thank you so much for being here for Daily Dose of Donna, my weekly, daily, sorry, daily podcast Monday through Friday um, until I go on my little trip at the end of next week. Thank you for following over on TikTok. I appreciate you guys and for subscribing and loving everything, sharing this with your friends. As you know, I love chatting with you. Join my Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. And the text number, if you want to text me, is 877-540-8052. And we will talk manana. Bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. 
We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.